page 98. I'm glad that Jesus is waiting for me. While we're here, let's send the light. I'm so glad that uh, the blood can wash away my sins. I'm glad that I can see Jesus. I see him in his word. I see him in the lives of others. And on good days, I can see him in me. And you know, that's what we've got to try to do. And we do have the light, the light of the gospel. And I'm so glad that we do have it. And we need to let it go throughout the world. Continue to pray one for another. As we've already mentioned, pray for Brother Danny and Sister Kay, their family. Uh, Brother Johnny Belt got out of the hospital uh, 
and uh, didn't find anything. They think he just has long COVID, uh, but really needs our prayers, so continue to remember that. A co-worker of Zach, uh, Doug Calvert, his son is in Children's Hospital. Uh, lift him up in prayers as well. Mariah is getting very close, and uh, so please remember her. Uh, she has a preference, by the way. Go today or wait a week. Her doctor's on vacation next week, so she says go today or wait a week. Uh, but uh, we'll let the Lord handle the rest of that there. As we said, glad to have Sister Rhonda back with us today. Thank the Lord for that. And I know, and Rob, that's right. Uh, glad to have them both back with us this morning. Continue praying for them. Any others you want to call by name this morning? that. Anybody else? I know Meta had a rough night and Taylor had a migraine yesterday and so continue to remember them and uh, just pray for them. Uh, continue praying for Sister Lisa, Brother Grant, their families, Brother Sue Paul and Sister Nim. Anybody else? Unspoken then. Amen. If the ushers would stand this morning. If, we, if you would stand and the ushers would come forth this morning. Father, we thank you today for your love and mercy. We thank you, Father, for allowing us to be in your house, Lord. We thank you, Father, for the commitment of those who are here. Their desire to come to your house, Lord. Father, we pray today that we would do thy will, that we would praise and bless and honor and glorify thy name. Lord, I pray this morning that you would touch every heart and every need, dear God, present. Those, Lord, again, on our prayer request list, those unmentioned, dear God, by lifted hand. Lord, we're asking you today that you would move in a mighty and strong way. And Lord, I pray this morning that we would be that which we need to be, Father, so that we can receive today from you, dear God, that which you intend for us to have. Now, we ask you, Lord, bless the offering. Let it be used for thy glory, for thine honor and thy praise. In Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Amen. We're going to do what a meeting. I know I do this a lot, but you know what? I'm looking forward to the time that we all get to meet again in heaven. I've got things to give you.
your Bible, start going over to the book of Psalms. Would turn with us to the book of Psalms, chapter 37. Psalms 37. Stand with us this morning. We read a few verses of scripture. We'll be reading down through verse 7. Psalms 37, verse 1 through 7. It says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth the righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who pro prospereth in his way, because the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Father, this morning we thank you, Lord, we love you, and we praise you. Lord, just ask you today, help us, dear God, to do that which you'd have us to do and to say only that which you'd have us to say. And we'll give you glory for it, Father, and we'll praise you for it in Jesus' precious name. And amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I've got here this morning, if you'll bear with me, five thoughts that come from this few verses. It's real easy to understand on this morning because, after all, the first thing that we read here, it says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. And if you read going past verse 8 there, you'll find there that God continually talks about how that those that are wicked, uh, they're going to fall. They're not going to be given anything there's things that they decide and they devise to do but it's not going to come to pass because of what God has said for you and I but the first thing to find there is in verse 3 he says trust in the Lord and do good so shall thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed I'm thankful to know this morning that if I put my faith and my trust in God now, he is going to take care of me, just like the Bible says that God said that he would supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. The Bible tells me that God's seed shall not be begging for bread. And then it also tells me, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. They're going to get the things of God. But there's some other verses of scripture, if you'll bear with us this morning, and I don't know that I'll get through all of my verses, but, but I just want to look at some verses that have the word trust in it. In Psalms chapter 4, verse 5, it says this, 
offer the sacrifice of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. In Psalms 37 and verse 3, we read this, Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Psalms 40 in verse 3, And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even the praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Can I tell you this morning, like I've said, the Bible, we sung the song, Send the Light, the blessed gospel light. And the Bible told us that it pleased God through the foolishness of preaching to save man. Now, now understand, you better read that in your KJV because it said it pleased God through the foolishness. Hey, he used me to preach the word. And that's what he's saying, the foolishness of preaching. If you read it in another version, it says it pleased God through the foolish thing preached. Now, the gospel is not foolish. The gospel is the word of God. Send the light, the blessed gospel light. The gospel is why you and I this morning can put our faith and our trust in Almighty God and know that He's going to take care of us. Know that He's going to bring us through this. Can I just tell you this morning, the battle is not mine. It is His. And just like we said, you know, we've got the power in the name of Jesus. It's not our power. It's His power. But we've been given that because of who He is. And if you put your faith and your trust in him this morning, church, there's going to be bountiful blessings coming your way. You say, Brother Arnie, you preach in prosperity. No, I'm just telling you, they that trust in the Lord are blessed of God. I got a blessing, I woke up. I got a blessing, I went to sleep. I got a blessing, I'm standing. I can read. I can see. I got a blessing. My wife was not feeling well, and she's with me this morning. She's my right hand. Helps me out so much. I'm just telling you, got a blessing. My kids are in church. I wished all of them were, but, but I got them this morning. I got five grandbabies here this morning. You say five? I only counted four. That one over there is kicking. Won't be long. We get to hold her. We've been blessed. I can read this word. Psalms 115, 11. Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. When we fear the Lord, we trust in the Lord. He, he, he's, he's there to be with us. God is an ever-present help, the Bible says, in times of trouble. He, he's always there. I was thinking as I was praying last night, God, God, there's not a place where I've been that God was not there. There's not a time that I've existed that God has not been present. And you say, well, Brother Ernie, when you was out in sin and doing the wrong things, God was there convicting me of those things. He was telling me to get away from those things. He was telling me not to do those things. Now, God was not a participant in those things, but God was telling me not to be there, not to do that. While you're there, get out of there. I'm glad that God is always present. 118 verses 8 and 9, it says this, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in a man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in, a, in princes. And by the way, 
that, that little M and the little P there, not the prince of life, but the princes of this world. And, and I will just say this to you this morning, church. If we will put our confidence and our trust in Almighty God, we will realize that man cannot do what God can. Neither can the authorities in this world do what God can. And by the way, the authorities cannot take away the power of God, the faithfulness of God, and the mercies of God. We keep putting our trust in the wrong places. And then Proverbs chapter 3 says this, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. We know the next verse, In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. If you're trusting in the Lord, he's got your best interest at heart. Trust him. You can. I promise you this morning. Then you jump down there in the Psalms chapter 37 again, verse 4. What does it say here? It says, Delight thyself in, also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Now, now, I've read this before, and there's a lot of preachers who misquote this, or I say this, they take this verse out of context. And they say that if you just trust in God, he's going to give you a new car. He's going to give you a big home. He's going to let you fly an airplane. He's going to let a lot of money be in your bank. He's going to do this. And he, he talked about all the material things that if you put your trust in God, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. Can I tell you this morning that if those are the desires of your heart, you're not in a relationship with God because the Bible tells us to love not this world nor the things in it. And we're to set our eyes on the things above, not on the things of this earth. And he says, set your affections on things above, not on things below. So all those things, gonna, they're going to burn up. They're going to belong to somebody else. I, I mean, it's real simple like this this morning. Can I tell you this? It's real easy, and it's designed this way, but if for some reason me and Lynetta do not make it home tonight, but we make it to home, everything we've got goes to them three squirts. I mean, they're going to get it all. The money, the car, the truck, the, the house, uh, uh, I guess my 401k, my pension. I mean, they're going to have it all. And by the way, if they got it all and they don't give a lot of it to you, Brother Gary, you got my, my permission to come and get them. I mean, let's be honest about it. But, but here's the facts. Everything that I've got will not go with me to heaven outside of my soul. And when I get to heaven, praise be to God, this old body ain't going to be there either because I'll get a new body. I'm glad to think about that this morning. I'd like to have a new body. This one hurts and hurts more. The older I get, the worse it hurts. And I know some of you saying, wait till you get to be my age. But when I get to be your age, I'll be telling somebody else that. So don't worry about it no more, right? But can I tell you, look at what he said there. That He said that we delight ourselves in the Lord 
and he shall give us the desires of our heart. And when we get the desires of our heart, because we're delighting in God, we want more of God. We want more of the presence of God. We want more of the power of God. We want more of the, the, the leadership of God. We want to be more Christ-like. I mean, it, here's the deal, church. If I say that I want to delight myself in the Lord, and I was praying about this last night, God knows the desire of my heart is not to have a lot of money. It's not to have a new truck or a new car or a new home. It's to get away from the ones that I've got to be down here and be a full-time preacher. It's not about getting more. It's about getting more involved in the things of God. Now, I'll just be honest about it. God knows that is the desire of my heart. I want a closer relationship with my wife. I want more time with her. You know that? I don't want less time. I ain't one of them guys who says, you know what, I need a vacation from my wife. A vacation with her, but not from her. It don't work that way. I want more of what God wants for me. Psalms 40 and verse 8. I delight to do thy will. Oh my God, yea, thy law is within my heart. Look at what he said there. He delight thyself. He said, I delight to do thy will. Oh my God. What God's will is should be our delight. Psalm Isaiah 58 and 14. Then shall thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth and feed thee as the heritage of Jacob thy father. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Look at what he said there. God says when we delight ourselves in him, then shall thou delight thyself in in the Lord and what will happen God will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth and God will feed thee with the heritage of Jacob the father for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Hey, the Bible tells us the promises of God when we delight ourselves in the Lord God gives us those promises. And don't tell me only Israel gets promises. I don't believe that. My Bible said he is a Jew that is not outwardly but inwardly. I am of the seed of Abraham. You know, they used to cry out to the father, to the God of Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac. Can I just tell you, the lineage passed down from Noah kept going. I, I can trace my heritage back to Noah. And by the way, I can trace it back to Adam. So these promises are meant for me and you too. Judgment's meant for us if we turn our back on God just like Israel got judged. So you know why we all the time looking for the fruit bowl? There's sometimes there's the rock bowl. Got to be careful. They're both there. Then jump down there again. Go back to Psalms chapter 37 verse 5 you don't have to go there we'll be in psalms 31 next but psalms 37 chapter 5 it says commit thy way unto the lord trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass can i tell you if you want to see the desires of your heart fulfilled you've got to commit commit you know what happens today we break our commitments 
Me and Ned is talking about this here just the other day because of some things that she's been praying about and some things coming to her heart and, I, and we was talking about and I, I went back to the time that I was preaching here and I'd, off, I'd prayed the prayer several, several years back, probably 10 years before this and I'd prayed the prayer, God, as long as I am preaching, I will shave. Now, I didn't commit to shutting off my, 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 my mustache, just my beard. And I said, I, I will shave. I will keep that cut. And just as soon as I got a church, I let my beard grow back. And then I left that church, and I, I, I didn't get to preach. And I had my beard, and then I had I got to preach, and I, I, I didn't shave my beard because it was just one time. And then I got down here, and when I got here, I had shaved. Remember that? Because I was clean shaved when I got here. And then, then after I got to be the pastor, I started growing my beard back. And Sister Donafay says, do we get to vote on that? I said, no. And I pastored on here for, for several years with a beard. And then one Sunday morning, I was preaching. And I preached that verse of scripture, pay the vow that you vow. And I had to shave my beard off. Because, see, preaching is not separated from pastoring. When I'm pastoring, am I not preaching? Is this not preaching this morning? And I had to pay my vow. And by the way, there's been times along the journey that I've asked God, God, can I grow my beard back at for a month or two months, just through hunting season, Lord, can I do it? And I always get the same answer. No. No. Pay the vow. And can I tell you, it's not hard to pay. You just got to be honest with God, right? Delight thyself. Commit thyself. When we commit ourselves to God, we need to keep that commitment. I heard a preacher preaching this morning, and I don't know who he was, don't know when it was even recorded or where, but he was talking about vows that are made and how easy vows are broken today. And, and you know, he, he, he talked about the marriage vows and uh, the service vows, you know, commend your hearts to the Lord. He went through there and he talked about all these and how that they're only good as long as we want them to be good. And then after that, we, we don't care anymore. The vow can be broken. It doesn't mean anything. Can I tell you, we expect God's vow to us to mean something. We expect God's commitment to us to mean something. We want God to do what God said he's going to do. But God says to you and I, I'll work in your life. When you allow me to work in your life, you've got to stay committed. Psalms 31.5, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Now look at David talking about the same thing Jesus would say. He's a foreshadow. He says this. He said, thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. Can I tell you this morning, when we put our faith and our trust in God, we are committing our spirit to God. We're committing ourselves to his hands, to his purpose. To his will, his desire. And, and by the way, I will just say it this way. When you commit yourself unto the Lord, God expects you and I to keep that commitment. He knows we're not perfect, but he does not understand that we just don't do it. Because we'll say, well, God understands I'm not perfect. He knows you're not perfect. 
But when you go out and transgress and do what you want to, God don't understand that out of your imperfectness. But he will judge it. He will have something to say about it. Proverbs 16 and 3, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. In 1 Peter 4, 19, he says, Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. We're going to commit ourselves to God, and we expect God to do his part. Well, God expects us to do ours. That means trust, delight, commit. And can I tell you, if you do these things, you'll rest. Now, I like rest. I'm not going to, me and Netta woke up the other day, Was I was astonished. I guess we were tired than we thought when we went to the bed Friday evening. We slept 10 hours. That's a long time. To be asleep. I'm going to be honest with you. And when I woke up, I could have took a nap. I'll be honest with you. But we slept 10 hours. And so, you know what we did? We rested. The body needed some rest, and we, we rested. But can I tell you, when we rest in God, oh, there's something else wonderful there. I just got two verses for the word rest. Outside of 37, 37 and 7. But but look at what he says. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. He goes on, he says, Cease from anger, forsake wrath, fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, they shall diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But those of us who rest in the Lord, Psalm 16, verse 9, it says, Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoices. My flesh also rests in hope. I like hope. Didn't have this one down, but, but you know what? If you jump over there to the book, of Romans chapter 5. Look, look at what this says here. Romans chapter 5. He says, go, going down through this. Therefore, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not so only, but we glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Can I tell you, church, when we rest in the Lord, there's our hope is found in Him. I'm just here for a little while, and then I'm going home. And by the way, I chose my home. My home's heaven. God sent an invitation and I accepted. I've been trying to follow that pathway and that plan all those years. I've not been perfect. There's been times I've made wrong turns. But I'm glad God's GPS always is telling you, get back on course. 
You just stop to think about it. You know, you ever use that GPS? And, and you ever done this? You're going the right way and the GPS is going the wrong way. I know I shared this with you, but I remember one time going to New York. I'd done been there a couple of times, was going to see my grandparents, and the GPS kept telling me to take this exit. And it said, and my brother's behind me. He says, they said, take this exit. I said, you take that exit if you want to, but I'm not going to do it. And so it says, take this exit. And by the time you get underneath the overpass there, it says, get back on the interstate. It was trying to go the shortest distance, and it was shorter to cut the corner than it was to go around through there. And the G and it would say, take this, and then it's re recalculating, take the inner. I'm just telling you, God's GPS never goes wrong. He's always saying, get back on the right path. Amen. Nothing drives me crazier than the GPS trying to tell me I don't know where I'm going when I know where I'm going. But God's record. It knows the direction to go where I need to go. And it knows the best route. Can I tell you the Bible says straight is the way and there is the gate. Straight is the shortest distance, is it not? Between two points. It's not a straight road getting down here. I can guarantee you that. But I take the shortest distance I can get. And I also take the fastest one. But God's straight, church. When we get off plan, God's always calling us back to plan. We got to rest, trust, and hope. And then 37, we've just read it, so we won't read it again. The next one, though, we found this in verse 37. We find it a little further down in there. If you go back into that, look at what he says. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. If you go on down there, it says in verse 9, For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord shall inherit the good earth, or the earth. And it just it goes there to think about this. And so you jump down to Psalms 25, verse 3. And it says this, Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. We done read that. Hope maketh not ashamed our hope is in god we rest in the lord we're, we're not going to be ashamed of that fact can i tell you church this morning there's too many christians ashamed of being christians so they don't act like christians around everybody if you're a child of god act like it everywheres you can't shine the light you can't be the light you won't be a reflection of the light unless you're limited and by the way, it is impossible. I heard this from the pastor the other day, a preacher, and it's true. It is impossible to walk in the light and in the darkness at the same time. So that means it's impossible to be light if you're dark. Don't be ashamed of being light. Don't be ashamed of being a child of God. It said, let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Can I tell you this morning, those that are sinning, living in sin and loving it, they ought to be ashamed of themselves, but they, they aren't. Can, hey, can I tell you, there used to be a time, and I'll just put it to you like this, there used to be a time when it was a shame to show your ankle if you was a lady. And you didn't take off your shirt if you was a man. 
And now today they show a whole lot more than that going through the stores and other places. And I'm just telling you, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Well, Brother Ernie, I look good like that. Well, I don't want to see it. You know? I remember, I, there's times in, in my life, I, we won't lie about this. They, they used to be times we'd watch movies and stuff, and we wouldn't think nothing about it. Our, our mind was just numb to the fact of what's going on. And nowadays, it's like this. Well, you think you left that on there a little long? There ought to be some shame there. I'm just telling you, church, what belongs to you and your wife and your husband, it, it's, it's yours. It's not ours to see, but there's no shame today. There's no shame in, in, in words today. Used to, people wouldn't curse around people they didn't know. They wouldn't curse in the presence of children. And, and now today, it don't mean nothing. The kids know how to curse better than the parents do sometimes. And you say, well, Brother Ernie, I didn't care. Hey, it's what you watched that let them learn those words. Not, not just that it come out of your mouth or didn't come. It's because you watched it and it come out. It's because you surrounded yourselves with people that allowed those kind of words to come out. You're not ashamed anymore. You say, Brother Ernie, you're talking about weight. Can I tell you why we waiting? We ought to wait properly. Psalms 27, 14 says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. 37, 34, Wait on the Lord, keep and keep his way. And he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. Proverbs 20, 22, say, that, say not thou, I will recompense evil, but wait on the Lord, and he shall save thee. Hosea 12, 6, therefore turn thou to thy God, keep mercy and judgment, and wait on thy God continually. There will be something we're doing, church, a presence of mind. Now, I'm going to get through them all this morning. I've just got two more. Psalms 59, 9. Because of his strength will I wait upon thee, for God is my defense. Oh, church, can I tell you this morning, God will give you the strength to wait. God will defend you while you're waiting. God will preserve you while you're waiting. And listen to this. It, God will let you shine while you're waiting. When you trust in him. Be faithful to him. Isaiah 40, 40 verse 31. We all know this one, don't we? Go over there. Let's read it all. Not just part of it, but all of it. Isaiah chapter 40. Look at that. Back up with me. Verse 27. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? 
There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to him that hath no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Why? Because they faithfully waited on God. Their hope is in God. See, they've got the they got the, the message. They trust, delight, commit, rest, and wait. Can I tell you, while we're here, let's not get lazy. There's a difference between laziness and resting. Resting means to trust, be confident. Goes all the way back through all of these. I'm just telling you this morning, church, if we'll put these principles to action in our lives, we will be a lot better off for it. Sin will not get you anywhere but to a devil's hell. But faith and trust and belief and patience and hanging on to God will get you an eternity in heaven. And I want to be there with Jesus. You know the old song, let's stroll over heaven together. Let's get there together. I want to be there with you. Would you stand this morning? Heavenly Father, you've said in your word in different places, dear God, that we need to trust you, have faith in you, believe in you. We know the scriptures, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible tells us, Father, Lord, we read these scriptures. You sent your son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You told us to call upon you while you were near. Lord, you said today is the day of salvation. Now is the time. Lord, I pray this morning we wait no longer but we'll make things right with you, dear God. We'll hold, Father, strong to you. Lord God, we'd commit ourselves. Father, commit ourselves to you. And while we do so, Father, we trust and delight, rest and wait. Oh, Lord, today, Father, have your way in our hearts and our souls. Have your way, Father, in my life, I pray. In Jesus' holy name, and amen, and amen. If you've got a desire to come and pray this morning.